And welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm joined by veteran newsman, Randall Carlyle. You say that like I used to say it on rock and roll radio. CKLW, CKLW. First in the Motor City with 2020 News. I grew up with that. And by the way, my name is Trip Mitchell. And Randall and I started this show along with our help from Lee uh, quite a while back. And we had met over at the 12-step central office across the street and realized that we felt that we could do a show about addiction, but most importantly, about recovery. And we have had, thanks to you, just some amazing Thank guests. You. Yeah, we've had some great guests. And in what we want Including to do... Including a cat. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We had Pompous Albert. But what we want to do is, is show that recovery is available for people from whatever walk of life. We've had people that have been in potentially going to federal prison for 10 to 15 years who are totally straight and sober. Right to people who are high flyers, low flyers, and everyone in between. And the great thing about the recovery community is they do desperately want to help. And to brag on my partner here for a sec, Randall left a, a great job at Channel 4 and left to go work in the recovery community, and you've been happy ever since. Working at Odyssey House, yeah. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, obviously the pay isn't as good. They have pretty good benefits, but it's... I sleep so much better at night. I mean, I've never been happier or more relaxed or felt so good about a job. And it's not, you know, because I'm just, Odyssey is a huge organization and I'm just a small little piece of it. But when you know you're working for an organization that is doing good things and helping lots of people reclaim their lives, it's, it's a good feeling. Right? And there's a great expression that I heard at a 12-step meeting, if you want to feel good, do good. Yeah. And when you're helping, right now, Odyssey House is the largest treatment program in the state, and you have over 800 people being treated at any given time. It's, it's getting closer to 1,000 now. And we will have treated, we, we, by the end of fiscal 2020, uh, we will, 2020 news, you yeah. know, uh, by the end of fiscal 20, we, we think we will have uh, treated, uh, taken care of 10,000 clients in wow. one year. In one year? In one year. So the population of Utah is roughly 3 million people. 3.2. Yeah. yeah. So think about Just that. like the beer used to be? Oh, yeah. What I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's a situation where it's an amazing number of people. And to get a perspective on Odyssey House is one of maybe 100 treatment facilities. Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. So this is a huge problem, and we are so lucky. Thanks to Lee, our, our producer and director, and, and the folks over at Channel 17, Comcast 17, but we've had a lot of people listen um, and a lot of people watch. And hopefully we're maybe something that will click in their head saying, hey, this is something that is pretty tough to do at the beginning. And, and our guest last week, Chick, was talking about the first time you walked into a room. Yeah, I was. You should have seen me. I'm glad you didn't see me. I'm glad. No. Well, the only people who saw me were the people in, in that AA meeting. But I mean, you know, I, I'm sure... Anybody who is withdrawing from a drug or alcohol will share with you that they, you feel like crap. You, you, you're shaky. You don't, you, there's something wrong in your stomach. You're sweating. You're, it's just a bad feeling. It's not as bad. I mean, you can die from alcohol withdrawal, uh, but from opioid withdrawal, I, you, you, I, from what I understand is you feel like you want to die. Uh, it's just an awful feeling. So, yeah, and so there are so many organizations and people out there, and we're going to give you a phone number to call, and this is Odyssey House, and we're not recommending Odyssey House exclusively, but there are people there can help, and they're really smart, and they can give you a direction, sure. and the number is 801. 
I've only been doing that. How many? 56 shows. Yeah, picked it up. We'll say it all at once. 801-322-3222. Wow. Do you think the church is going to call us to maybe have a senior choir that we can join? I doubt that. I, I doubt it too. So uh, we have a news story for this week. Uh, yeah, well, you were talking about treatment available and everything else. and I saw this and it's very true in Utah too that only 40% of all the counties in America provide medication-assisted treatment, which is, uh, which is Suboxone, uh, Vivitrol, uh, Methadone, for people who are suffering from opioid uh, addictions. Uh, and, and, and it's true. That would be the equivalent of a hospital not offering painkillers. Well, yeah, I, I, and, and the problem, I mean, Utah, and, and think about the fact that we have so much, so many rural areas, and they are totally underserved with treatment centers, with docs to prescribe uh, medication-assisted treatment, we, even the availability of naloxone, or which is a life-saving. Yeah, I mean, and, and so rural areas uh, have significant addiction issue problems, but don't have the same resources that we're lucky enough to have here in metropolitan areas. And one of the counties, and down by Price, and I believe that's Emory County. Carbon County. Carbon County, excuse me. They have an amazing addiction problem to opioids. Yes, and And meth. And yeah, just, and you wouldn't figure, you would figure hardworking mining community. Well, so many of them are laid off. I mean, you know, a lot of people are jobless there. And yeah, it's just, it, it's a horrible yeah. situation, and uh, we're lucky to have some really dedicated people who are helping out, but if you are watching and any of the Comcast systems around the the state, I would recommend, give a call up to Odyssey House, because they, again, they've got wonderful people there, and they can recommend you to a treatment program near you, yeah. someplace yeah, where absolutely. you can get some help, and there's no reason you have to stop doing opioids or heroin cold turkey. They're drugs that yeah. will make... That will help you get through. It's never going to be easy. It's, no, no. It, but you can get through it and get on the other side. And we have a guest who is in our program right now and has a lot of firsts in our program. And his name is Dwight. Do you want us to lose your, use your last name or not? Sure. Dwight, Dwight Conklin. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dwight, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. He, he has... Uh, he has a couple of firsts. He's in our parents' program, and I took you and Lee through our parents' program. Boy, do you remember? That seemed like it was that, yesterday, that, and that was yeah. almost 60 shows ago. And, and he's here. He's in the parents' program. And for those of you who don't know, it's moms and dads with kids who have been separated because of probably because of drug issues or legal problems from their kids, and it's a reunification process where they live with their kids in the house. And Describe a day. A typical day, and, and you guys are busy from sun up to sundown. Sure, we get going uh, first thing in the morning. Um, what time? Know, well, we get up about six o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. We need to get. So we have a. a By woman. the way, Randall, just you can see the trepidation when you, you, I don't want to go there. <laughs> six yeah. o'clock, a little early. Yeah. So we have a mom's house. We have a dad's house. Yeah. Probably a five-minute drive from each other. So we only have five dads in our house. And I think 16 to 20 Six, moms, 16 moms, 16 moms, 20-some kids. And a lot of kids. So it's a little bit different. But getting up in the morning, um, getting our day going with our kids, and then getting on the bus, you know, on our, our bus. 
driving over to the women's and then all day we spend doing groups and we do in with kids and we it's just it's all about you know um, parents and the kids and you take your kids while you guys are working on your mm-hmm. issues you take your kids down to a place that we call child services mm-hmm. it's called CS yep that's right it's like a daycare for uh, all our kids so we can go back to the women's house and you know talk about our issues and our groups and we have parenting groups and we have all kinds of good things going on there so it is it's it's a long day but it's a it's a fun day we get a lot done and then uh, at the end of the night five o'clock back on the bus and go back to the dad's house and then you cook dinner for your kids cook dinner for the kids we have a little family time we get the kids down we have our night meetings and then we call it a night <laughs> and by then and I'm exhausted tired, right yeah and the, and the whole point is the whole point of a program like this is to keep families together mm-hmm. and quite frequently as in your case which you're going to share in a moment you screwed up with drugs and crime and everything else and you weren't really fit to be a father. No, but but now that you're in the program and you're dealing with your daughter who's how old now? She will be nine months old tomorrow. Right. And you're learning how to be a good father and how to lead a sober life and a crime-free life. It's much better to have your daughter with you than in foster care or in the system. Absolutely. You know? so, yeah. so, so what did you do to lose custody of, of your of your daughter so when my daughter was born back in May uh, last year um, her mom and I were right in the middle of using and you know living that criminal drug lifestyle and um, DCFS stepped in and, and seen what was going on and didn't want that anymore go for, figure for my child <laughs> and it's obvious uh, that's what they do um, so they took our took our daughter um, I ended up going and, and violating my parole and went back to prison and um, my daughter's mom, she was out there doing her thing. So it didn't look good. You know, the more time that I spent away from my daughter and the more time that she spent away from our daughter, it was more likely she was going to get adopted out. But while I was in prison, um, in the parole violator program, uh, I was given an opportunity by Odyssey House. Um, they came and talked to me and asked me if I'd be interested in coming to a parent's program. And I've never heard of anything before, ever. I've heard of Odyssey House, but I've always knocked it. You know, that's for other people, not me. <laughs> but when given the opportunity... That's for people with a real problem. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, you're yeah, sitting yeah. in prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when given an opportunity to come to try out the parent's program... I went through an interview process in about a three-week wait. A bed opened up. And once I agreed to it, that's when the process started for the reunification for me to get my daughter back. And as a result of that, starting, let's say, three months, three and a half months now, I have full custody of my daughter. I Yay. did get reunification with her. She is with me in a transition stage right now, four days a week from Sunday to Wednesday. And if all goes well, which I'm pretty, uh, pretty confident that it will go well, within about three or four weeks, she'll be with me in my care full time. Wow. That is fantastic. fantastic. Cool. And that is, that's a short turnaround. Yeah. 
I mean, it really is. And it says a lot to, for a couple different groups. The Department of Prisons, the fact that they are willing to let you out to go to Odyssey House. When maybe in the old days we say, no, he's going to serve his time like everyone else. And, and so they're looking at it from a holistic point of view that they want you to be have some motivation and have someone to live for. And they have a, one of the directors. Uh, so there's, so leaving the prison, I went into a halfway house called Fortitude. And at Fortitude, we have a couple uh, directors from Odyssey who do the screening process for the regular adult house or the, or the parents program. And I was the very first dad to leave the men's facility Fortitude to go to Odyssey House Parents Program. So in the history of Fortitude, I'm, I made some kind they, of... They've seen well, something in you. And he's, he's the first, I don't know whether it's dad only or maybe mom too, but he's the first person to come from a halfway house directly to the parents program. Mm-hmm. And, and it's working out very well. So, well, that is, so yeah. that's his first, okay. And you've got some other, he's got some other firsts? Yes. Do you want to share that after a break or do you want to talk about it now? Let's take a short break and when we get back, we'll hear more about uh, your pioneer in the best possible way. (laughs) (laughs) And then we do have to ask you about that horribly ugly tattoo on you. That's the New York Yankees. That is the New York Yankees. Oh my gosh. Could you do a better job of screening? I could do a Boston Red Sox thing on there. Okay, then you'd have to chop the arm off. We'll be back after the short break. You're watching Odyssey House Journals. And welcome back. Trip Mitchell, Randall Carlisle, sitting here and learning about an amazing part of Odyssey House. And our guest was just explaining that... Our, our guest is Dwight Conklin. That's an important part. They, yes, yes. You Don't leave that out. No. And Dwight, you were talking about one of the first, which is the ability you've gotten, went to a halfway house, out of jail, mm-hmm. transitioned. Out of prison. Out of prison, so a prison halfway house, then into our program. Just that's to keep in mind, we call it the bad place. The bad. bad Odyssey house. So that's something i got to get used to. The what, bad place. <laughs> what, prison? Called the yeah. bad place. Any type of incarceration is the bad the place. Bad. By so, the way, Dwight, what would you say, having been in prison, what would you say the percentage of the people there are there because of drugs and alcohol? I would say over 80%. And that's a number we get every time. Yeah. That is a shocking number. That's just my, uh, that's just my time there uh, since 2008 to 2019. In and out, in and out, in and out. Parole after parole, after termination after parole. Um, and being around... Everybody I've been around in there, at least nine out of ten. That is amazing. Eighty percent. And come on in, the student. And think about this: uh, average across America is a hundred thousand a year to care for an inmate in our penal system. One hundred thousand. Hundred thousand a year, and that's our tax dollars. And eighty percent of those people are there because of drugs yes. and alcohol. And then you take a program like. He's in right now, and it's nowhere near a hundred thousand a year to take care of it, and it's not tax dollars. And the other thing is, you've now been combined with your daughter, so you're in a situation where you're you're going to make her an amazing girl. The qualities that have taken you to get out of problems and to fight hard for her, I think, would bode well in the future. Yeah, absolutely. What did, What did you learn? I, because part of what we part of what we do in the program is we 
teach, we work with people how to be better moms and dads. What, what did you... What did you learn that you were lacking before that you can do now that you think you've improved upon? By the way, that was a very good question. Everything. Everything that I'm learning now. That was now, a very good answer. Too. <laughs> Everything I'm learning now, I didn't know before. Really? Or maybe if I knew it before, I just never applied it. I felt that, you know, the life that I was living was because of me um, and only for me, not for my children and not for my daughter and, you know, very selfish. Um, I learned to put her first, and that was the, it was hard because I didn't know how to, but now that I'm learning that, uh, being a better dad, being a better person, um, you know, following rules, <laughs> yes. following rules in there, but that will apply in the out, sure. outside world, sure. uh, giving her a better life, uh, giving her, um, you know, everything that she needs to be successful or to be a good kid or whatever. What are you, what are you gonna tell her down the road? I mean, she's only nine months right now, so she won't remember any of the crap she's gone through, right, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna tell her down the road when she does begin to remember about your past life? Well, there's one thing I definitely will do. I will tell her the truth about all of it. And then, of course, you know, depending on how old she is or when she starts asking, that's when I'll let her know a little bit at a time. <laughs> yeah, not just, hey, let's sit down. Yeah, Let me I, tell you about daddy being a bad yeah, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my biggest thing is yeah. to, to teach her uh, what not to do. Um, but don't hold anything back. Give her, give her you know, all the information on oh. what I've been through. How's your ex-wife or your wife doing now? So this would be my, she's not, we're not married. Okay. Um, she's doing absolutely phenomenal. Fantastic. I wasn't sure which way you're going to go. Right now, that. right now, I, um, and this is, I know this now, it was just rumor, but I know that she has got her life together. She is now in another rehab facility in West Jordan uh, called Epic, and she's doing amazing. And my daughter is able to visit with her every Saturday for two hours, and then, of course, it'll increase from there according to her progression, and same with me. So... I think it's going to work out if, as long as we both stay on track and that's the key you know keep my daughter in mind first yeah I think she'll be okay I'll be okay and we were mentioning before we went to break that you have a, a couple of firsts you want to share what they are <laughs> first he's an old man yeah <laughs> so I will be uh, 49 years old in May oh my gosh and Could... my daughter is only nine months tomorrow okay so i believe I'm the f oldest dad with the youngest child in history of Odyssey. In Odyssey's parents program. The Odyssey parents That's program. fantastic. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because no one has argued it yet. So I'm pretty He's sure. also the first out of a halfway house that he came to after prison. So there's a lot of firsts. I don't want to put any pressure on you, but no, there's a lot of riding on you for to be successful. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. there was one other first you mentioned about our program. We're the only... Dads with Kids program, west, west of the, the Mississippi. So we have we have five dads in our house, and each one of them have their their children with them. And so I look at it as I don't even know how many people in rehab from the west of the Mississippi, but there's only five dads. Isn't that incredible? In a dads program. And and the normal way society looks at a man and a woman who have a kid is you want to keep that child with the woman at all costs. 
But in some cases, it doesn't work, and hats off to Odyssey to recognize that. There are a lot of single dads out there. You just don't hear about them. I mean, not nearly as many as there are single moms. Sure. But there are single dads out there, and there's single dads with, with addiction issues that need to be dealt with. And for some reason, I mean, we only have room for it's five dads. It's full, right? Six, maybe? Okay. Yeah, I believe we're getting another one in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, there's a now Since I've been here... Uh, three months now, there is the waiting list is increasing. A lot more dads are waiting to come now. So once they're catching wind of this, and once right, you know, it's getting out there now. Dads are interested in and, and Odyssey House is so adaptive in that they see a need and the people you work with there figure out how to do it. You know, it's right. obviously money, it's grants, it's. It's real estate. There's a lot to adding extra beds. Expanding any program, first of all, you got a real estate and, and and a building. And the hardest part, it's easy to find clients to fill up the beds. The hardest part for all treatment programs right now is finding therapists. Uh, there just aren't enough social workers coming out of college who want to work in the addiction treatment field. But yet, the... Counselors that we've met through this TV show, virtually all of them have had addiction issues themselves, have gone to a place like Odyssey House or 12-step program, cleaned up, gotten more education, and are the most effective counselors you'd ever want to meet. So sadly, that's not a great way to... We don't need more addicts to get more <laughs> Become an addict, then go to school, and then... <laughs> We'd love to have you not have but, to go to well, I mean, from your point of view, because uh, most of the... I'm, I'm trying to think of the people. Not all of the people... Uh, who are therapists in your program were are in recovery, uh, but if if you if you had to sit down with somebody who was say my age and had a PhD and doesn't know crap about what it's like to be an addict or an alcoholic or somebody who didn't have the schooling I have but has been there and is in recovery, who would you believe more? Absolutely, the person that's been in my shoes. That's I'm a firm believer of that. It's like. Um, Someone that's been there, someone that's done that. We have uh, some part-time staff um, that are in recovery as well, that are graduates of Odyssey House. And then sometime down the road, they picked up, you know, employment working for Odyssey now. And but yeah, that's I have the best connection with those type of people. Which is why, and we call ourselves a therapeutic community, and that's that's basically why it works Mm -hmm. because when you. You go through gradual levels in the Odyssey program, and the higher up you are, the more input you have over how the house is run. And, and and the people who are just coming in look up to a person like you because you've been there for three months and you've, you've gotten to a higher level more than if it was an outsider who didn't know anything about anything. You know? And in your experience, so you were in and out of prison a lot over a 10-year period. Did you feel that the a lot of the people in there who had drug and alcohol problems would like to get clean and sober, or were they happy where they're at? You know, um, I was probably one of those people who, as soon as I walked through the the gates or the doors of the prison, it's automatic that you want to get help. It's automatic that you want to get clean, but the real ones that really want to get clean, you can tell. You can tell the difference. Um so it, it takes maybe that long, 10 years, to want the help. And I've been saying it ever since I started going. But I think this is the, this is the real time right now. This was the real 
because of my daughter and because of where my life was going. You know, it was going absolutely nowhere except back to prison every time. So if you were in charge of the Utah prison system, what would you do and you didn't have to worry about money? <laughs> wow. What would I do? Yeah, to help these people. Oh, I would definitely uh, turn up the treatment. It would, you know, instead of uh, being incarcerated or storing people or warehouse, whatever, that's what we used to call it, that I would definitely increase the treatment for sure. Is there enough, are there enough treatment options for people in prison right now? There is. There are, I mean, we do AA, we do NA. They have, uh, they have a couple programs. I'm a graduate of one of the programs, actually. In 2009, I graduated a drug and alcohol uh, program. And so, but they, they have it. And they give everybody a shot at it. Okay, so good. they do. So yes. there are opportunities. Yeah, there is opportunities, but I think more would be better. Because, you know, just the fact that Odyssey House was down there to let you know about a, a father's program is amazing. I was blown away when I when I got that interview. I was like, what is this? Or, you know, uh, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Odyssey. I don't want to go to Odyssey. But, yeah, when I found out more about it, um, within a couple of weeks, I was... I was ready to go. That's fantastic. And it was life-changing for sure. Absolutely life-changing. And, you know, we talk to people who are in recovery, including Rambo and myself, and at some point, a switch goes off in your mind where you're done. It is. It is. And that is one of the great days in, in re- someone recovering. I wish we could figure out what it is that makes the switch go off in each person. You Boy, know? if we could. It, uh, you Nobel know, Prize. You just... <laughs> You know, you come in and I'll help you flip the switch. Okay, you're, you're, you're you know, that kind of thing. And it's so frustrated to friends it, and family of people uh, in addiction because sure. they want it for them so bad. And the people want it. Yeah. You know, I, Absolutely. in my case, I wanted to stop drinking, but there wasn't a point where I was willing to, to give up enough to do it until that moment. Well, and there's also one other thing I want to add. Okay. This is a life-changing thing for me as well. But I'm also on Vivitrol. That's good. Because so when you guys mentioned that before about the right. Suboxone and the methadone, I've been down that road. But the Vivitrol shot saved my life because it is amazing. Um, Why don't you explain to our viewers what it does for so you? So a Vivitrol shot is a, it's like a time-release shot that, you, that they inject in you. And it's an opiate blocker. Um, but it doesn't just help with the opiate blockage. It also helps with like mental as well um, it helped me with um, not craving it mentally not craving it physically and uh, also along with some other things like smoking cigarettes it helped with that too but uh, it helps with alcohol too it does <clears throat> yeah I'm not familiar with being an alcoholic because I don't drink but right. <laughs> I just do drugs I, yeah, I just drink. do drugs <laughs> but it, it, it's a, it, it's the same blocker up in your brain absolutely so. it works just as well in the brain um, but I've never heard of it until just before I came to Odyssey, and then they offered it to me, and then after just a few weeks after the first shot, I was, I was hooked on Vivitrol. Well, the thing so. is, you can't get hooked on Vivitrol, yeah. and that's what's really <laughs> cool about it, because the other two things, methadone and Suboxone, are opioids. Sure. Uh, uh, just a controlled doses. But Vivitrol is non-opioid, and it does those wonderful things in your brain, and we recommend it highly, but a lot of people refuse to do it. For whatever reason. Yeah, I recommend that if you are a recovering opioid or heroin addict and you want to get help and you want to kick it, Vivitrol. 
for okay. sure. The downside is thirteen hundred bucks a shot for a monthly shot. Unless you come to Odyssey. Hey, but if you come to Odyssey, it's free. <laughs> yes, so. it is. Okay, wait. Thirteen hundred dollars times twelve. <laughs> so that's at least thirteen hundred and eight dollars a year. And you come to Odyssey House. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and if you if you don't have the finances, I'm I'm sure you can find a way to get it. You can go to our Martindale Clinic and get it, even if you're not part of the program. But the, it, it's just a it it's just a wonderful. It's a wonderful drug that not well. enough people want to use. Yeah. So, well, Dwight, thanks so much for Thank coming you so in. Much. We got to do you. our freebie plug. Okay, that's okay. right. Well, let's do it because because I'm not going to be doing that on our Facebook anymore. So we're you can watch this program on YouTube. Just just Google Odyssey House Journals, and you can also listen to it on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, just Google the same thing, and you can also see it on Comcast Channel 17. And the full thing is available on Facebook, which is where most people will will view it. That's fantastic. So for everyone involved, we want to thank Lee. He's a great friend who produces this and shoots it. Great guy. We want to thank Bill Francis at Channel 17 for putting it on the air. For Randall and myself. And for Dwight bearing his soul and sharing his story. Thank you. Hopefully you'll help other people. I'm sure he will. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.